0: Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day to day life. Through interviews with various experts on relationships, investing, self work, entrepreneurship, and more, this podcast is committed to spreading knowledge to all women. Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, today we have an amazing episode with Callie Yost. She's here to talk with us about her creation and her strategy with Work-Life-Fit. If you've been struggling with work and feel like you're working an enormous amount of hours a day that you can't get to the gym, you can't take care of yourself, you can't spend time with your family, you can't get any errands done, this episode is for you. Callie has guided hundreds of businesses and thousands of individuals with her pioneering work-life fit advice. She's the author of Tweak It, Make What Matters to You Happen Every Day, and the critically acclaimed Work Plus Life, Finding the Fit That's Right for You, two great books that will allow you to love life and work at the same time with just a few tweaks and changes provided by Callie. Her phenomenal strategy and innovation has allowed her to appear on the Today Show, CNBC, NPR, as well as in the New York Times, USA Today, and the Wall Street Journal. Callie has also been named one of the Mashable's top 14 career experts on Twitter and one of the 40 women over 40 to watch. It is an honor to have her today as she provides insight on one of the largest challenges today amongst men, women, and corporations. Enjoy this episode and Rise Up For You. Hi, Callie. Welcome to Rise Up For You. Thank you for joining us.
1: My pleasure.
0: For those that don't know you, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself professionally?
1: Well, I am a workplace flexibility strategist. So, what that means is um, I go into companies, organizations, and I create flexibility in the workplace. So, flexibility in how, when, and where work is done. And to make that part of the culture and the way the business operates, I help, I, I address flexibility on the three levels. Um, on three levels, first level, is I give individuals the skills and tools they need to take control of what I call their work-life fit and use the flexibility they need to be their best on and off the job. I then help teams coordinate their flexibility with each other so the work is done efficiently, and I help managers oversee and coordinate that flexibility in a way that ensures that the work gets done and the business operates as it needs to. So I hit it at those three levels. Um, I've written two books, however, uh, specifically targeting the individual because it bothered me that not everybody was getting the information that I was giving to these big companies that um, were hiring me. So I felt it was very important that I share at least to individuals the how-to that they need. They could they could use themselves. Um, to manage their work life fit day to day and at major life transitions. So that's who I am professionally in a nutshell.
0: Okay, so you've managed to build this strategy and um, help individuals, corporations, like you said, and businesses find the fit between work and life, which so many of us struggle with. Myself, I've gone through it as an executive and it created so much emotional stress. I gained 25 pounds, I didn't have time to go to the gym, I couldn't hang out with my family. So what was the, I guess, the pivotal moment for you or the aha moment that got you to sit down and create the strategy to help work and life fit?
1: Well, the aha moment um, from a professional standpoint for me was for many years now, I've been doing this for almost for more than two decades. So I started creating flexible workplaces back in the late 90s, if you can believe it or not. And what I realized is we would go in and we were approaching this from a policy perspective. Um, the company would put a policy in place to say, okay, you could telework, okay, you could flex your hours, whatever that looked like. Right. And I realized people just had no idea what that meant. Um, they didn't know how to put, think through how they would make that change. And at the same time, we were really focused on formal changes, so official plans that would change how and where and when you worked. And I realized, actually, you know what? Most people don't need that. Um, They just need to be able to make small shifts in how, when, and where they're doing their jobs as their work-life fit requires it, whether it's, to your point, going to the gym a couple days a week, leaving a little bit early to do that, or spending time with your family on a special family event. So to do that, you're going to telework one day so that you don't have your commute, so you can get to that event at a particular time. Those sort of small shifts really was what most people needed. And again, they did not know how to think that through and make it happen. So my aha was companies cannot give you the answer to, for you. They cannot tell you what you need because we are all different. Um, they can offer the flexibility. They can encourage the support. But um, at the end of the day, we need to be a partner. And that was missing. So the aha for me professionally was that missing link and trying to provide it for people. Um, for me personally, I walk my talk. I am really committed to the fact that I cannot give advice to anybody if I myself am not doing what I say. Um, and there have been a number of times in my life that um, I have reset my work-life fit. Um, I have two children. I, so I've had both, no, my first daughter was born, I was working for somebody else. Um, so I, you know, and after I had her, I made the decision, you know what, I am going to use this moment to go out on my own, um, to start my own company and to write my first book. So that was my first reset was when I had my first daughter. Um, and then when I had my second daughter, I had my own company. And that's a whole other thing. So I ended up not really taking a maternity leave because I had my own business. Um, but I definitely scaled back my client work. Um, that was a reset for a period of time, and then obviously built it back up again when she was a little bit older. Um, and then my mother got sick at one point, had cancer. I had to be her caregiver for a year and a half. And so, again, I reset my work life fit based on that reality as well. Um, so, I myself have done it, but the biggest part for me has been learning how to tweak it and manage my day to day work life fit. And that's something I learned over a decade of studying the people I call the work life fit naturals. And I am. I learned a lot from them, and that was what's in my book, and I really do do that. I, I intentionally and deliberately manage my work-life fit day-to-day by sitting down each week and figuring out what small, meaningful actions and priorities do I want to put in my work-life fit for the week. And I do that, and it really does make a difference. Um, I am not perfect. Nobody is perfect, um, but I do get a lot done, and um, I feel pretty good about my work-life fit because of it.
0: So you mentioned, um, about your book, tweak it, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Can you just break down a little bit those steps of what that means to tweak it?
1: Well, the first step really is you got to figure out what's important to you. Um, I realized that most people have no idea, um, what it is they want to do. Um, and that's interesting because I actually, I originally thought, oh, I just have to tell people this really simple steps that the naturals follow and they'll do it and they'll be good. And then they realized they didn't know what they wanted to put in their work-life fit. So the last third of Tweak It is um I kept track of all the areas people told me were that were important to them: work, renewal, um uh money, managing your money, your career, life maintenance. I mean, all the different areas. I think you have 50 different subcategories with all in the, those main, those main categories. And I interviewed it an expert in every single one of those areas, and I asked them to give me their simplest get started top five tips or tweaks that somebody could follow to exercise, eat better, um, even plan a vacation, um, set up your LinkedIn profile, whatever that is, right. uh, I got people to break these experts to break it down. So the first step really is to identify what are the tweaks you want to put in your work life fit. Then, here are basically the secrets of the naturals, broken down for you. One is you've got to actively and deliberately manage your work-life fit every week. Um, I am still shocked at how few people really do that. Um, In today's world, where there really are fewer boundaries between work and the other parts of life, you really can't be on automatic pilot. It doesn't work. So you have to commit to sitting down and trying to be intentional. You have to keep a combined calendar and priority system for work and your personal life, and there are many different ways to do that, and I outline it in the book. You don't have to put everything on your work outlook calendar. You can figure out other ways to do it to have that complete picture. You have to sit down each week and think through, what do I need to get done? What do I want to get done at work in my personal life? And then you see where you have space, slots in your work-life fit, But then you see, you choose small, meaningful actions and priorities and write them down. And you can't just say what you're going to do when. See, because this is more than time management. It really is what you're going to do when, how, where, and with whom. And that's where you start to to get into the flexibility piece is you start to to see, okay, so how, when, and where am I going to do this? And then the with whom really comes down to the coordination. Um, In today's world, we really have to help each other. Um, and I'm still shocked at how we don't, um, so that whether that's your, your family, your partner, um, whether that's people at work coordinating with everybody so that you're helping each other, be able to find that fit. And then again, it's just doing it again. Um, you know, it sounds pretty simple, but I got to tell you, most of us don't do it. And just starting there really, again, makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah. I used to, um, when I was working, cr- I mean, a crazy amount of hours a day in the office, I used to actually like, if I needed to go to the gym, I would plan it as a meeting. Oh, yeah. I- I'm booked from, I'm booked from five to five 30. Nothing <laughs> can be there. Yeah. You know, like as if it were yes. a meeting at work because yes. I needed that.
1: Yes. And you know why that's important that you did that? Because here's what happens. If you don't put it down on your calendar I and mean, people think I'm crazy about this. I and mean, when I first started, doing the tweak of practice, I would put things down, like go to the grocery store, shop for my mom's birthday present. You know, I mean, really, literally that granular, because this is the stuff that was not happening. But the reason why you want to do what you just said you did is what happens if you don't have that on your calendar, all of a sudden you get a meeting request, right? You don't have going to the gym on your calendar. So you look like you are free at that moment. So you accept the meeting request. Only later do you realize, oh, man, that is when I want to go to the gym. You can't undo the meeting request, so you just say, forget it. I won't go. Whereas if you had that on your calendar, you may still have to say yes to the meeting request if it's from your boss or something really important, but it gives you that moment of choice to really reflect and say, is this something I could, I have to do? Because sometimes we're saying yes to meetings. We don't even have to be present for really. It gives you a moment to say, do I have to be there? If I have to be there, is this something where I can just request that we maybe we can meet a half an hour earlier? Or you can maybe even say, look, I have to leave early. And generally people are okay with that. Like you just, But it gives you a chance to, to, to think it through and and prioritize and make it happen. Otherwise it's not. And that's when it all falls apart.
0: Right, and it's the little things that begin to overwhelm us. Oh, man, I yeah. forgot to pick up the dry cleaning. I forgot to pick up Bobby from soccer practice That's because exactly we didn't put it down. Right.
1: And, you know, it's funny you bring that up because um, last year, the CEO of PIMCO, he wrote, he, he quit, and um, he basically publicly said the reason he left is his daughter wrote him a letter, and she outlined all of the things in her life that he was missing, and none of them were major. It was all the, you missed my first day of school, you missed my soccer game, you missed Halloween, you missed all of these moments that had he been intentional, had he written them down, had he even planned around half of those, he probably would not have quit. But he said, I looked at that list and I I thought, you know what, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm missing too much. And... It is, it is the accumulation of those small things that ultimately I have found causes people to feel like it's not working for them. And many of those little things are very doable.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's my experience.
0: Do you think, um, cause you have so many years of expertise, have you seen a mental shift in the workforce with the CEOs and the, and the bosses? For me, I also resigned from a job because I just got married and I knew that the amount of time that I was putting where I was working, I just could not do that as a newlywed. I couldn't be at work 12 to 13 hours a day and be a successful wife that was taking care of my husband and tending to my marriage and working at the same time because there was just so much work that had to be done and I knew that my role no longer fit their mission. Do you think that that shift is, is happening or in, moving in a positive way as far as, you know, the CEO or the boss or, or the managers that are building that?
1: Well, I hear it would be my answer to what you just said. Um, I think that CEOs and leaders are beginning to understand that they need to be more open and thoughtful about this because if they're not, then what just happened is not good for business. Right. Because where are you now? Not you go. Okay, so, leader, my experience is senior leaders completely understand that they need to keep good people. Right. They are actually, that's one of their top priorities. And they understand that work needs to get done, but there has to be a more effective, approach to it today. And they're open. I see an opening. I see an awareness. I see a thought process like, look, we can't keep doing this the way we're doing it. The problem is they don't know how to act on that. Right. And they're getting really bad advice. They're getting super duper bad advice from HR. The answer is not our traditional approach that we've been taking. Um, So my hope is that leaders start to say, the, we need a new answer. The way we're doing it is not right. And so now what do we have to do? And that's when we begin to start to, to make a difference and do things better.
0: And oftentimes I find that, you know, working out of your environment, not in your office, maybe at home on the couch or sitting at the kitchen table, you get a lot more done because you don't feel stuck or stressed out about it.
1: Yeah, and there's research to back that up, that um, period- periodically, okay, now I am not, I actually don't know if per- is, if full-time telework is always good for everybody. I right. think there needs to be an element of everybody being together as much, you know, also. Right. Um, but I think periodic as-needed telework is really important. Because people do get more done oftentimes in a remote location. They are not distracted. They are not wasting potentially in some cases three hours in commuting time that can be actually used to work or actually take care of themselves or do some other things that ultimately makes them better workers. Um, yeah, I totally. But that's up to each person because just as much as I think that is true for many people, there are plenty of people I still meet who hate working remotely. And would much, much prefer to just go into the office, but then have zero contact with work when they leave. Right. So, this is where the work life fit piece comes in again. We are all totally different, and we've got to offer up the flexibility and the ways of working that allow us to be our best, whatever that looks like. But then we have to add that layer of coordination with the people we work with. And that's a missing piece of this puzzle. We are not coordinating. And, um, you know, that's, that's when you pull all of the different goals together and make sure you're operating toward getting the job done efficiently.
0: Right. And the communication, because oftentimes it really does just take communicating with, you know, the boss or whoever it is that you're working directly with.
1: That's right. That's right. But again, that structure is not there. That infrastructure is not there. That coordination infrastructure usually is not put in
0: place. Right. Right. Well, I hope our listeners are grabbing what you're saying because like I said, it's a constant struggle for everybody and there's always new things that are being added to our plate. If you have a child or something tragic happens that you have to take care of, there's always these things that pop up. So I thank you for sharing and what you built and I thank you so much, Callie, for joining us today.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you.
0: If you'd like to connect with Callie, you can follow her on Twitter at Callie Yost. You can also learn more about Work Plus Life Fit at www.flexstrategygroup.com. And don't forget to check out her two top books that I'm telling you are amazing and they'll really, really help you. That's Tweak It, Make What Matters to You Happen Every Day, and Work Plus Life, Finding the Fit That's Right for You. Thank you for joining us today. There's a ton of ways to stay connected to us. You can check out www.riseitforyou.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Rise It For You. On Facebook, you can find us at Rise Up For You. And we're also on Periscope now. We'll be having live broadcast once a week. i will be giving tips, advice, and just trying to spread knowledge to as many women as possible. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And more importantly, help us out by writing us a review. It's really simple. It'll only take a few seconds of your time. But it can definitely help Rise Up For You. And we would love your support. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.